This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now they're moving up to the starting line. There's a jolly good crowd here today. Uh, they're under starters' orders. Um, <laughs> they're off! Oh, no, they're not. No, they didn't realize they were supposed to start. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. I'm proud to be a Jew. Oh, whoa, whoa. Stop being self-hating. Respect yourself, girl. Yes. It's okay. We call ourselves Jews. Not in this office, you don't, little lady. Are boys dumb? Yes. Yes. Do they do disappointing, stupid, stupid things that really hurt your feelings? Yes. Who put it on your pantyhose? And now. These people are lost and on drugs, and they have venereal diseases. That's not for you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 13th of June. Allie, how was your birthday? It was great. Thanks for asking. Really? Yeah. Did you order a uh, cake for one from Postmates? Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Do they have that? <laughs> wow. No, I just I uh, had a lovely lunch with some friends and then had a very relaxing afternoon. Was that my phone? I don't know whose phone that was. That, uh, is it yours? No, hmm. mine is off. Okay. That is really weird. Well, let me check. <laughs> okay, because it sounds just like nope. mine. Not uh, yours? Nope. Bean? I don't know. I mean, that's beans. Maybe. Wow. I did, just, I did just get a message from HQ. Oh, so how about that's that? What it is. <laughs> about your big payout? No, it's just somebody uh, signing up uh, using my code. Oh, so you get an extra life? I get an extra life, right? Wow. Yeah. And you, uh, you nice. have that set to alert you. Well, I didn't uh, on purpose. They, I guess, there's a way to turn that off. I should look into that. But um, are you gonna? That. What's your plan? Are you gonna um, take a lump sum, or are they gonna oh, break it up? It out, yeah. Over like I, I got to meet with my tax guy. Okay. I don't know yet. I, I got to decide. I mean, it is a dollar nineteen. So, <laughs> I mean, that'll last me the rest of my life if I'm if I'm careful. With if you're it. careful, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Invest. You, it, it would be. It's look. It's very tempting to go out and just start buying everything I see. Sure, you know what I mean. But then you realize you wake up in a month and you realize you've you've gone through half of it. So, <laughs> do that. <laughs> hey, uh, we got a lot of show today. I'm looking forward to it. But the eyes of the nation, you guys. Two different stories in the last week. The eyes of the nation are on Minneapolis St. Paul area. Okay. Kevin, you don't know this yet, but we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the NPR raccoon later, which is really the only thing I care about today. I do know this. Uh-huh. And the only thing I am sorry about is that they didn't have a sharpshooter. How <gasps> dare you? Because raccoons suck. You. <clears throat> they, they are trash pandas, I agree. Right. But <laughs> the point is that how could you not root 
for that little guy. Because that little guy is a trash panda. It's an amazing story Great. of resilience yes. and courage. Yes. And so we're talk about rabies that later. to the people who tried to get it on the roof. We're going to talk about that All later. Right, later. But, Ali, your favorite story of, of a, in a long time is that little high school baseball game in Minnesota. And I want to talk about that to oh, start with. Oh, goodness Everybody, gracious. this went very viral this week. Everybody was uh, was tweeting it and, and Instagramming it. But now we have heard from the participants involved, and that's why I bring it to the air, because now we, we're, we will hear from the young men involved. So this is a Minnesota state championship game. Well, this is the game before that. If you win, you move on to the state championship. Mm -hmm. So there's a public high school in a Minneapolis suburb called Moundsview, and they're playing against a Catholic high school named Totino Grace. Kevin, you know this story? Nope. Okay. The pitcher and the batter who is up at the end of the game that ends up striking out to let the pitcher's team move on to the state championship are best friends. Really? Yeah. throw it? Oh, you haven't. Oh. Did he throw it? You haven't seen. He, no, the he video. struck him out. Kevin, All right. he struck him out. All right. So here's the report from CBS News about what happened next that is giving people hope for the youth of America. And that is not it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ran our open. How weird. Right, that's so strange. <laughs> that was a bad. Uh, that was a bad setup. All right, here's the blah, take blah, 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 blah. Take two indeed. The most talked about strikeout in the country has nothing to do with winning and losing. Minnesota high school pitcher Ty Kane has provided us all a master class in how you play the game. I never thought a story like this would blow up the way it did. Last week, Ty's team advanced to the state tournament when he struck out Jack Koken looking on a 2-2 fastball that nicked the outside corner. I really felt for him, and I just felt it was right to go over there and, and say something. That's right. So what do you think he did, Kevin? After ha ha! Sh- uh, no. <laughs> oh, That's team- not what he did? The team empties out of the dugouts, and, you know, they do that celebration at the pitcher's mound, and the pitcher waves off his own catcher and walks up to the young man that he has just struck out and just hugs him and just holds on, comforting him because that guy was the last hope for his team to move on in advance. Asshole. No, No, not at all. Uh Uh-uh. During the game... He hugs the opposing player who he's just struck out to advance to the championship rather than celebrate with his own teammates. Isn't that remarkable? I feel like he needs to see this because you're not getting how... Like, they ran out and they just charged the mound. They were just hugging and he slowly just walks past all of them and just embraces the guy he struck out. And says in his ear, if I didn't strike you out, you'd be moving on. (laughs) Kevin, you're... Oh, my God. The worst. That's right. Watch Ty. While his teammates from Moundsview High erupted in celebration, Ty waved off his own catcher to attend to more pressing business, hugging the kid he had just struck out. I didn't think. I just just ran over there. It was instinct. After all, Ty and Jack had been pals since they were 13 and teammates on the same travel team. They stayed close even after heading off to different high schools. And I said, you had a great season, you were a great player, and don't let this outcome affect our friendship. And I told him I loved him, and he's my brother, and our friendship will always last longer than this game. By the way, you know what I was thinking about? And don't you know my fifth pitch is always a fastball? (laughs) 
You know what I was thinking about is you always see that very brief exchange between the winning and losing quarterback of the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And I always assume that the conversation is something like that. Like, you got nothing to be embarrassed about. You guys had a great season. I don't even think it's that much in the NFL. I think it's just, hey, congrats. You think they just do it because they kind of it's tradition? Well, unless they know each other hands. well, I feel like. Yeah, it I just, think it depends. Yeah. Like Tom Brady's usually like, "Suck it, bitch." Right. That's probably so. Yeah. All right, a little bit more. The hug has become a social media sensation, which just may say something about our thirst these days for examples of how to treat each other with class, grace, and empathy. Our friendship means so much more than it. This is the loser kid, by the way. Which they, is how I refer to him. They had him speaking <laughs> through Mr. Years, Microphone. I'm not going to remember the score of that game, but I'm going to remember him coming up to me after that and just kind of just being there for me, you know, when I need someone. That's a sweet story is all I'm saying. You see that? You see that? You see how white people do? Oh, Kevin. What? Am I missing the point? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecho, shall we? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then he had Pippa. his best friend run, run up to an alligator. Pippa. Come on, Pippa. Oh, Leave the man. crocodile alone. That's awesome. <laughs> on the program today, we've got your passes for Aftershock in Sacramento. Uh, we've also got comedian Brad Williams coming in. Oh. We have uh, Ashley Escada talking to us about E3 and about her flamethrower. That's all I care mm-hmm. about. You don't care at all about E3? Nope. Just not with <laughs> a flamethrower. Uh, Bean makes us guess. We're going to have so much fun with that flamethrower if we can get Ashley to start bringing it in on a regular basis. Right? What we could do to this building. Right? <sighs> It'd be I mean, so it much fun. Help. You were attacked by an animal, not a dog or a cat, based on the um, rattlesnake head. Oh, man. Cut off the rattlesnake's head, and then the head bit the dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disconnected from its body. Yes. Oh, the... That the I, head okay. alone mm-hmm. bit a dude. After yes. he cut it off. Yes. Yeah. That's a nightmare. He cut it off. Uh, and cheers with mugs. He uh, went to his bar and asked how the people think the USA is going to do in the World Cup this year. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, of course, they're not in. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Wednesday morning, Allie's here for a first look at what's happening. Guys, Disney made the announcement yesterday that uh, the film Avengers Infinity War Mm -hmm. has now taken in more than $2 billion from around the world in the last 48 days. That's insane. $2 billion. And you said in only 48 days. Yeah. Wow. That's not bad. Um, Of course, uh, there were three films that have also made it that far. Do you know what those three films would be? James Cameron's movie with the blue girl. Uh, Avatar? Yes. Yes. That brought in $2.79 billion. I would assume that James Cameron's Titanic is still on that short list oh, as well. You would be correct with $2.19 You did say <laughs> she was blue. She was very cold <laughs> at the end. Um, <laughs> and one of the, the newest Star Wars? Was which, there a Star Wars? Which one? Um... It would be um, Force Awakens. Yes, it Force would Awakens. indeed. You guys are really good at this. Well, yeah. this is rare air up there, so. It really is. Yeah, Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, $2.07 billion. But Avengers Infinity War holds the record for biggest domestic debut ever with uh, $257.7 million in its opening weekend. That's crazy. Ooh, that's nuts, you guys. How, how was that movie, Kevin? 
Uh, it was great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When Thanos is all, moo, you're going to be all dusty. You didn't see it. And they're like, bleh, I'm dead. It was great. Yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite. Nothing like Ali saying. Yeah. And then Groot's... I would really rate it on a scale of zero to 10. Mm-hmm. I would rate it a 10. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Right. Okay. Change my review then. Remember when Groot was all, no, I'm Groot. And you're like, what? He said I'm Groot again? It's weird because that's what he says. He's not brooming. This broom head. It's not a broom. All right. Uh, moving on. You guys, we um, we need to tackle this. Do you remember when I told you about Andy Dorfman, the bachelorette, wound up uh, having to get pretty intricate surgery on her hand because of something called avocado hand? Yes. And I said doctors were seeing an uptick of people coming in that were slicing their hand because they were cutting avocados. And you guys said that is not a thing. Right. That's BS. I mean, I'm well, sure because, it happens, but yeah, but but people have been have been slicing and dicing vegetables right. and fruits for a hundred years. So why would there be an uptick in avocado hand when there are just as many people who are cutting, you know, tomatoes and bananas and everything else? Because everyone's eating avocados nowadays. You've got avocado toast, avocado on everything. Avocado is the that's true. Thing. It has sort of taken over. Absolutely right. And I got um, a bunch of tweets, and by a bunch, over five. Which is Saying a lot what? for people to say, don't make fun of this, Allie. It happened to I me? went to the ER, sliced my fingers open with an avocado. Oh, my God. Not with an... That's a real sharp that's, avocado, wow, you and that? you should bring that back. <laughs> um, but I also got uh, one from an ER nurse, and I'm sorry, I don't have it up right now, but she was like, this is not... No, stop it. That is not a real thing. Avocado hand. <laughs> sorry. God, Sorry, go damn ahead. Damn it, I love it so Boy, much. Boy, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> it, really, it came out of... That was an actual it, sneeze? Catdom. Sorry, Bean. Oh, I love it so much. Well, here's the thing. Joy Behar from The View, she uh, said yesterday that she stabbed herself while cutting an avocado on the way to a party, and she had to spend the night in the hospital. Ooh, ooh I want to be a part of this story. I want to be a part of this story. Think? Yes. She's just making a... Oh. Yes. Like, I want to be like a millennial. Yes. Oh, Joy. <laughs> I don't know. There I'm are just so saying, many people who want to stab Joy Behar. I bet they're really happy to hear this story. I don't think that's really the point of this. But, so what? Who cares? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, I thought it no, was again. I was like, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> that you should have seen my face. I'm so that one is, excited. That one's recorded. <laughs> the first one was real. Uh, so you, you don't even feel them coming, Bean? It's who just doesn't feel a sneeze coming? No, I do. I do usually. Oh. That one came out of nowhere. That right. one was just so fast, like instant. I'm sorry. Usually, right. I, I sneeze more than you guys know. I just turn the mic down. Do not turn the mic uh, down. Please, never. Being we, we welcome your crazy cat sneeze. Why would you Best. have to spend the night in the hospital if you cut your hand? Don't they oh, just... Oh, change topic. Very convenient. Mm. No, I'm just saying, but don't they just put, patch it or stitch it if it needs it, but put a bandage on it mm. and send you home? They got to take avocado thing. hand. They got to take that seriously. Yeah. There's uh there's reports to be filed. Could Maybe be a some week. Research. <laughs> they're they're drawing blood uh, and they're testing it right. while you're Gotta there. Gotta bring the CDC in just right. to make sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure she was there for a few hours and called it. Spent the night. Okay. Well, you been having, to an ER lately? Having said that, when you go to an ER, it can take you eight hours to get yeah. an aspirin. So it's a uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah. All I'm saying is avocados are dangerous, but boy are they yummy. Right. Right. Oh, so good. I think we need to tackle that maybe in a, a phone topic one day. You have avocado hand? Tell us about your avocado hand. What were you making at the time? Fruitcake. No. Oh, mm. Okay. Some birthdays for you. 
actresses Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, actor Tim Allen, comedian Steve-O, actress Kat Dennings, Weezer singer Rivers Cuomo, and whew, actor Chris Evans. He's, uh, he's, he's cap- all right. He's Captain America. Yes. Yep. Because there's a lot of Chris's. They're all something big. There's a lot but of Chris's. this one, okay. Chris Evans, mm-hmm. Captain America. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, he is. <sighs> Wowzers. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, are you guys ready for B-Makes' this guess? Absolutely. Yeah. B-Makes' this guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B-Makes' this guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Penis a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B-Makes' this guess. Yes. Maybe you make a note to update the That's intro. Just, I just did. Feel like Pretty great. Just updated it yesterday. Look, look. Look. Oh, don't, this is, don't start backpedaling already. This is a terrible list. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that I, with every fiber of my being, do not believe this list is real. But it's from MSN.com, and they seem to be a reliable source. And they have compiled what they say is a list of the most popular bands of the last 10 years. So 2008 to 2018, these are the most popular bands in the world for the past 10 years. Their criteria includes chart performance, how, you know, how popular the records are on the charts, Spotify followers, and Wikipedia, Wikipedia page views. Those are some of the criteria that they use to determine the most popular bands of the last 10 years, okay? All right. I just, I'm... I don't believe some of these bands are on the list, and I don't believe some of the bands that aren't on the list. Like, I don't know, The Beatles, for instance. Well, you said the last 10 years. Last 10 years. Beatles are forever, though. Beatles get lots of plays. Okay. But we'll see if you guys do better than I would do with this list. In fact, I've got the top 20 in front of me, and I am so confident this list is terrible. I'm going to give you a point for anything inside the top 20. Oh, Uh, wow. All right. So the most popular bands of the last 10 years, according to MSN.com. Kevin, you are at the head of the table. You go first. Owl City. (laughs) Why is it it always Owl City? You said top 20. It certainly could be. So eventually, there's going to be a list with Al City on it, and you'll get that point. Yes, you'll exactly. Love it. Beer Bug, you're up next. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters are number twenty. Wow. Number what? twenty on the list. Oh wow. Okay. Yes, I was surprised as well. But you do have a point, Miss Alan McKay. I'm sorry. The criteria is what again? Uh, That's a good question. Mo- most popular bands in the last 10 years, including chart performance, number of Spotify followers, and visits, annual visits to the Wikipedia page of the artists involved. And these are all bands, by the way, not solo artists. So you won't find, you know, Beyonce on here or Eminem. These are bands. One Direction. One Direction is not in the top 20. Oh, that's a good guess. Though. Yeah, that's that, I was thinking Spotify and This crap. list is mm. bogus already. Kevin? O-Town. Oh, yeah. Real good. <laughs> Bugs. Man. <laughs> let's go with um let's go with Oh man, this is tough. Uh, the Killers? Is it, is it though? Because there are so many bands to choose from. Yeah, you say who? The Killers? No, I'm sorry. Good guess though. Miss Helen McKay. Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones are number sixteen on the oh, list. I'm... Yes. Well done. All right. Uh you too. Oh yeah. What a great guess. Boom! Suck it! What? 
they should be on this list, right? What? This is insane. I would think so. This is MSN.com, you guys. Nope. I come Legit with a serious source. guess, and it's absolutely number one, right? <laughs> sure. And then, sure. should be on the list. Yeah. So that's why I don't. I don't think, that's why I don't come with real guesses, Bean. I will tell you though, when I start when I start reading to you who's on the list, most of them you will go, oh yeah, of course. So there are a lot of extremely legitimate bands on this list. Beer one. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. They are number seven on the list. Okay. Surprisingly. More popular than you, too, I guess. Right? Allie. Led Zeppelin. Not on the list. Okay. F you. Let's go around one more time. Lucas Graham. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> oh, wait, you said it. Hold on, hold on. You oh, yeah. said... You said a band. Yeah. Bands, he's not people. Mm-hmm. He's the seven years kid, right? Squirrel nut zippers. No, mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming in hot, mm. Kevin. <laughs> Bugsy. Pink Floyd. Uh, yes, Pink Floyd is on the list at, at number eight. Number eight, Pink Floyd. What's the score? What is the score? Uh, Muggs has two. I have one. How many you did have... I get? Uh, zero. Kevin, and you... Playing against Kevin is like playing uh, having a bye week. Kevin is a human bye week. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> human bye week. <laughs> not bad, Muggs. <laughs> Allie, you get one more guess. You can tie the game here. Um, let's go one of those like K-pop bands, uh, like BTS, BTK, BFD. What is there? Okay. I am sorry now. Uh, number 10 is a K-pop pop band, though, called EXO. That's which I've what nev- I meant. Never heard you don't of. don't get credit for any grouping of letters. <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. Here are the bands that are on the list, according to MSN.com. Um, number one is Linkin Park, ladies and gentlemen. Most popular band in the world of the last 10 years. Linkin Park. Okay. That's a reasonable, reasonable. Okay, uh, that's fine. Okay. Number uh, two, Coldplay. Of course. Oh, sure. Of course. Number three, Maroon 5. Okay. I mean, not a big fan, but it, of course, it makes Maroon, sense. Yeah. Number four, Metallica. Oh, man. Wow. Number five, ACDC. What? That's a surprise. Six, yeah. Guns N' Roses. Wait, who voted on this? This isn't list? a vote. This who came vote? up with the list? MSN.com. Uh, number seven, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number eight, Pink Floyd. Here's the one that really surprised me at number nine, Gorillas. Oh, that's ridiculous. Ahead of you, too, right? Oh, that's just stupid. And then Aerosmith, uh, Green Day, System of a Down, Arctic Monkeys. There's a bunch more on there. But uh, essentially, I think think we're, we're all calling BS on this list, right? Agreed. Not me. I won. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Hey, DJ Omar Khan. Good morning. How are you? Does this mean it's time for another edition of Jank Tank? It is. It's time for the Jank. Welcome to the Jank Tank, where these janky investors will either help you fund your janky project or tell you to f- right off. DJ Omar Khan, a handsome and debonair real estate mogul, and also CEO at DJ Omar Khan Productions, where he produces high-end events, and he's a really good DJ, so you should book him for your next event at DJOmarKhan.com. <laughs> Kevin Ryder, the self-proclaimed king of Las Vegas, where he plays poker and does pretty well, but then hits the crazy horse and donates all his winnings. So who should you turn to to fund your lun? Bean Baxter, the wolf on Wall Street, who's invested a bunch of money in Twitter stock, but has actually lost money on the deal. <sighs> I am not a winner. And Ali McKay, who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. Suck it. Those are your janks. <laughs> now let's get into the jank tank. 
All right, so Omar has three new products yeah. for us that are available right now to the public on Kickstarter or GoFundMe. He's going to present them to us, and then we'll decide whether we would like to invest or not. Absolutely. The first one we have is the Sensor Wake Trio. It's a smell-based alarm clock to improve your day. This alarm clock activates three senses, smell, sight, and sound. They're looking to fund a 30, 000, of $30,000, and it goes on to say, what if you could wake up happier, more motivated, and ready to take on each day with the Sensor Wake Trio? You just from a wide variety of smells like coffee, the beach, forest, or peppermint. Oh, interesting. You could change them out as often as you change your mind. Stop hating your alarm clock. Start making your mo- mornings better. This clock has a three-step process to wake you up. Okay. It starts with smell, then light, and then a relaxing tone to wake you up to ease your way up huh. each morning. They have, huh. um, you could donate anywhere from $15 to $275. For the $15, you get some scent capsules. The more you um, purchase, you actually start getting, uh, at $59, you actually start to get uh, alarm clock along with the capsules, the oh, scented wow. capsules. Mm, some of the great. other senses, uh, some of the other scents they have is orange juice, cookie, grass meadow, and chocolate factory. Oh, oh. I think oh. this is awesome. That's not chocolate. Actually, not a bad looking clock either. No. Um, I Are the smells a- hackable? <laughs> oh, no. Well, that would... That, oh, that, that, yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like, imagine if you could put, like, you know, uh, switch out the capsule and put a fart smell in oh, there. Oh. <laughs> I knew it was going to turn ugly with Omar being uh, And then the light... And yeah. then the uh-huh. part sounds. I, I, mm. I am not. I'm not a. I want to wake up with the smells guy. I. I don't need that first thing right out of right out of bed before I even out of bed. I think I'm going to pass on this. This is not for me. Really? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little aromatherapy and a light wake up instead of that jolt mm-hmm. could actually be really beneficial to your health in the long run. I want to smell some peppermint. Mm-hmm. I want some like delightful light. Bathing my body as I rest. Man, and that's then sun night- tanning. Oh, what are you talking right. about? <laughs> I am in. That's cool, Janky, huh? Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Kev Dog? Um, I'm afraid of the smells. Okay. Because I don't think they'll smell like they're supposed to. Okay. And then what if you? What if they get old? Then what happens to the smells? Uh, they, the uh, smells they, last, they last for 30 days, and then you replace them. 30 days? Yes. Mm, I'm with Bean. I'm... I don't need to be woken up with a really? with a nice smell. Um, I don't buy it. I'm in because I am a very smell guy. Like I, I'm a guy. You're who, a very smelly guy. I, I know that. I I, I I buy a lot of potpourri, and I like my house smelling sure. a certain way. So if I could wake up some to to a smell instead of like mm-hmm. Addy, Ali said, like a really jarring thing, I'm all in. Okay. With the contingency that they develop a fart scent. So oh. it, okay, one so. contingent. So it's based on that whether mm. they get your support or not. Yes. All right. Let's and also, on. don't use the word potpourri ever. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What about poopery? Fine. I bought you that for Christmas. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Zen Towel is our next product. What is this? The Zen Towel is an optimum, t- optimum towel for your sensitive skin. It's highly absorbent, fluffy, soft, and dries quickly. Through the airy design, it prevents bacterial growth. Here's a little audio. Did you know the most germ-infested objects in your home are your towels? Yes. The reason is the moisture that stays for too long, raising sickness-causing bacteria, making your towels smelly and unhealthy for your skin. Meet Zen Towel. It has a high absorbency, dries fast to stay clean, and gets softer with every day. The secret is the waffle weave. The little honeycomb-like pockets build a third dimension to maximize the surface of the towel. 
Common towels can take up to 24 hours to dry out. Then towel dries immediately after your shower. Okay. She needs to speak up, by the way. Mm. Um, I have... A towel, to me, is not an invention that needs uh, further work. Yeah, Towels I, are successful the way they are. Mm-hmm. It's a good product. I have no complaints about towels as they currently stand. I am going to pass on the Zen towel. Okay. Allie? Um, I just saw a picture of the Zen towel, and that is every towel at a spa that you're like, I am uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good against my skin. Oh, is that right? And I say to myself, hey, if your towels are getting a ton of bacteria, maybe wash your freaking towels, you dirty <laughs> ape. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> I believe I'm out as well. You know There's what? nothing wrong. Here's the thing. A lot of stuff comes along and they go, okay, here's the problem. And it's not really a problem. Right. Towels are fine. You just wash right. them. Just wash them. Right. So so your solution to this non-problem, I don't need. I'm with you guys. So I'm out. Okay. Right. I'm with you guys. Um, right, one more. The last product is everybody likes to improve their hygiene. So if everybody going to be a little cleaner, mm-hmm. people would do it, right? Sure. I'm going to play this little bit of audio and then I'll give you more details. We have been using the toothbrush for ages. They do a decent job in cleaning our teeth. However, it is hard to brush our teeth as well as dentists suggest, no matter what kind of brush we use. Now there's Chiz, the I'm revolutionary sorry? toothbrush. I'm sorry, hold I'm on. Sorry. Wait, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> I don't think we can say that on the air. Chiz. Chiz. Spell it. C-H-I-Z-Z. Chiz. No, don't call the, it that. The, no. Come on. The Not Chiz my toothbrush. Mouth. No, sir. Now there's Chiz. The revolutionary toothbrush fits your mouth perfectly and covers every one of your teeth. Chiz is very easy to use. No. I mean, I come. Is he still the... saying C H? It's Chiz. Yes, Chiz. Chiz is very easy to use. It, it, absolutely, yes. okay. right, Allie? Pop into your mouth and okay, <laughs> <right> down slightly. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry, I stopped it at the wrong time. I want to hear that whole that whole phrase. Pop into your mouth and bite down slightly. No, no, no. I want that. I, I've been told that. my whole adult life, don't bite. Is that wrong? No, you're right. Okay, let's right. hear some more. And it will automatically start brushing your teeth for 30 seconds. Chiz helps you brush your teeth automatically and correctly. Your teeth will feel clean and fresh every day and night after using Chiz. I don't think no. so. After you use Chiz, I don't think my, my mouth is, is it's fresh. Be, it's going to be minty fresh. I feel like that's code. So this, so, I'm oh, so go way, ahead, go ahead, go way ahead. out. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let me what? describe Omar's the product. Let me describe oh. the product. The, the product is basically a mouthpiece mm-hmm. with bristles around it. So you pop, you put the um, toothpaste in this mouthpiece with the bristles, and you put it in your mouth. It has a little motor with the bristles um, motorized, and then it brushes your teeth for 30 seconds. Come on. Okay, do we need this? Absolutely not. What's the name of it? It's Chiz. After using Chiz. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm way out. Sorry. Just based on the... And by the way, you can brush your teeth just fine like you've How done this once. How lazy are you? You, <laughs> you can't actually your use your hand to brush. <laughs> you know what I don't need? Chiz. <laughs> so I'm out. You know what? I'm in because I need the Chiz, man. Oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tell Ashley Escada how disappointed I am in her, Kevin, if you would. I'm not really speaking with her right now. You're disappointed with her? Okay. Yes. Uh, Ashley? Hello. Good morning. Uh, Bean's very disappointed with you, and he's not really speaking to you right now. Uh, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I could not bring the flamethrower to the studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it's, I was living for was to see you come in here with that flamethrower. Is that why you're on the I'm phone? Sorry. Yeah, I feel I'm like we so didn't sorry. need to then lock her out of the studio and say, you can't even come in and just make her do this yeah. via phone. I mean, I did tweet her, no flamethrower, no peace. So, and, and I tweeted her that I strongly object to Kevin's no flamethrower policy. You better come down here with the flamethrower. What happened, Ashley? Why aren't you in the studio with us? Oh, my God, because E3 is trying to kill me. I'm just like every year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Face off. I really face off. It's a battle for death. And I usually win for one more year. This year, I'm not so sure. This is uh, one of the busiest weeks of the year for you guys down at CNN, and you have been doing lots and lots and lots of coverage. Now, refresh my memory. For the longest time, E3 was an industry-only event, and it wasn't that long ago that they made it available for public tickets to be sold, too, right? Yeah, last year they they opened up a very small amount of tickets to the public, and this year it's a it's quite a bit more tickets. So they're they're kind of realizing, oh hey, like this actually works out pretty good. Um, and I I have a feeling we may see the show expand next year to maybe another day or two. Is that right? Because the lines are the lines are really crazy. I mean, for Smash Brothers Ultimate, I I, I am pretty sure that within the first hour of the show, uh, it, it's done like the line is closed oh really wow people are just waiting six seven hours to be able to just play you know 15 minutes of <laughs> super smash brothers do they have to like, carry them out do they have to drag them out so you have to quit we have a line oh, it's, yeah i mean well they have like a little short demo and then they're like thank you very much for playing okay everybody let's go <laughs> like usually they lure them away from it with swag right so it's like oh we have a pin for you or something and then they go oh shiny and then they run away so <laughs> Ashley, as knowledgeable as you are about video games is how ignorant I am of them. But I could not get away from headlines about how crazy excited people were about the announcement about this Super Smash Brothers Ultimate game. It's like every character you've ever loved in the the, the Mario universe all in one game, right? Yeah, it was a su- it was a super crazy announcement. I was uh, co-casting the Splatoon 2 World Championship yesterday and so I was there at the Nintendo Theater, uh, the theater they had rented at the Belasco, uh, while they did the direct. So I was with all of the pro players, and they were just losing their minds, <laughs> like <laughs> screaming. There were some characters they announced that they would boo them because they're like classically like hated. There, <laughs> it's like so the pro community like was so excited to see every single previous character from Super uh, from any Smash game. Uh, is now in this new Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, including even like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid, which we I honestly thought we would never see again in a Smash game, and um, and some old old favorites, uh, and then some new favorites. So uh, Splatoon 2, the game that I did some casting for yesterday, had uh, they <clears throat> Super Smash Brothers now has Inklings in it uh, from Splatoon, which is pretty cool. And what's the lead time when they make that announcement yesterday? How long from this week until when people can buy it for their own houses? Well, so a few games, they uh, a lot of people announced games like Fortnite was like, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to come to Nintendo Switch, and that's available today. 
So, I mean, some of the games, they'll say, like, it's available right now. So, uh, okay. Unravel 2 was another game that they said. they. I love the surprise uh, launch. That's, like, one of my favorite types of announcements at E3. So, Unravel 2 also was like, oh, hey, and P.S., you're going to be able to play it, like, today. Like, right after this is over, we're going we're gonna to cool. launch it. So, um, what's the Smash timeline Brothers, on Smash Brothers? Yeah. December 7th. So December. Not, oh, like, man, get us all excited. I know, I know. It's like six months away. But but the one big thing is is that a lot of times um, we're seeing, I have seen shorter announcement times. So uh, a lot of times, years, a few years back, like people would announce games and then it would be, you know, two years before you would see the game right. come out. So now we're seeing these sort of like bigger secrecy holds, like Fallout 76, where they say, uh, we're just now telling you about this game. We've never told you about it before, and it's coming out later this year. But didn't the fans already pretty much guess everything about that? Fallout uh, 76? Fall- like that is- Fallout 76, I think, uh, yes and no. So I think a lot of people were hoping that there would be some sort of online multiplayer element. But I think I don't think a lot of people realized that that was going to be the game. Like, they, they thought maybe there would be a mode or some sort of uh, some sort of something that would allow them to you know like and battle royale is like a really big thing this year mm-hmm. so um if you if you're playing a battle royale drinking game at e3 you're definitely dead at this point <laughs> um, and so uh but yeah uh, with fallout 76 i think a lot of people were were saying i really want an online element of some kind but didn't realize that a professor would actually make it the entire game like you are all vault dwellers and that it would be played on sort of like servers with dozens of people on them. So you're not going to be in a, a big MMORPG fallout where you're going to have thousands of people crowding one spawn location for a, a dude, which can be very frustrating. It's just you're all hunting each other. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this is the voice of our friend Ashley Escada on the phone, senior editor at CNET, talking about the E3 Expo, which is going on right now through the Los Angeles Convention Center. You mentioned uh, Fortnite. Um, this is the, this is obviously one of the most popular games in in the world right now, and this is a never ending game. Is that a thing that we're seeing more and more of in the gaming world, Ashley? Um, I think I mean the battle royale thing is really hot right now. Um, that's the the new game mode, the new game type. I mean that's the one that we're seeing kind of the most new stuff come from. Like it feels that and like the post apocalyptic wasteland, which I don't know if that speaks to our psychological state of mind. Right. Well, that's just that's just a game about our future in six months. The future. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, and so uh, there, those two things are like really big this year. And so uh, with Fortnite, I think. There's a couple of reasons it has sort of skyrocketed into the stratosphere in terms of popularity. One is this sort of cross-platform or play across almost every device. Unfortunately, the Switch is kind of locked out playing against uh, PlayStation 4 because Sony isn't playing very nice with uh, other consoles uh, for online multiplayer. But, um, yeah, Fortnite is is inherently replayable, right? So it's, it's the same experience that you get every single time it's why shooters are so popular right so sure. overwatch is a really good example you it's 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 an experience you can play over and over and over again uh but with fortnite you can get you know you you can personalize a little bit right so instead of having these uh characters in overwatch that are you know really specific to the lore and they have their own stories and everything like you put yourself into the story and like that's your character you can dress them up you can you know, make them look wacky, you can dance like a chicken and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's free. That's the other thing. It's free to play. And so that's, that's a big, that's a really big one that sure. kind of makes this game so popular. Um, I will say Fortnite, they had a pro-am 
uh, yesterday, and they filled up almost an entire stadium, yeah. which is absolutely bananas for a game that's been out less than a year. Are you doing yeah. uh, stream economy from down there? I Tonight, am. Tomorrow? In fact, I have uh, a fr- today at 1 o'clock, um, I have a friend of Kevin and Bean, Ron Funches, coming, oh. coming to the stage. Love. So that should be fun. And then uh, Will Wheaton will be there. And Love. also uh, Patrick Rash, who's uh, a gamer that is in the LGBTQ community. He's going to be coming by, and we're all going to be talking about uh, which games to buy or sell. So uh, Shoe Economy is just a show about buying and selling things, uh, fan investments, your feelings, your emotions. <laughs> and so uh, we have a lot of fun with that, and I think it'll be great to go through all these games with these with this really great panel. Oh, that's fine. And uh, decide whether or not you should uh, waste your time with them or not. CNET.com for all the E3 coverage and Ashley's work there. All right. Um, when are you coming down? When do you have a day you can come down and bring the flamethrower? I promise you once E3 is over, I'll, I'll come bring it by. So, so maybe next week or I'm something. Working, like, I've been begging Elon to, to make me a mount, a flamethrower mount for my Model 3. So I'm like, hey, listen... You should totally make a mouth for this so I can, like, put it on my car, drive it around. I like that you're talking to Elon. I do, too. This is Ashley's life now, you <laughs> What's guys. What's happening? Seriously. I love her so much. Stay alive, Ashley. <laughs> all right. On Twitter, at her name, Ashley Escada and CNET.com, and look for all the coverage that she's doing. Uh, thank you for jumping in. We know you're very, very busy. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. A lot of people get uh, confused as to who's Kevin and who's Bean, even after all these years we've been doing the show. But sure. let me let me give you a perfect example that it's going to demonstrate who's who. Right. So mm-hmm. we come in on the air this morning, and I am weeping tears of gratitude that the NPR <laughs> raccoon is okay. That the little, the little raccoon that climbed the side of an office building in downtown St. Paul, Minnesota <laughs> yesterday is okay. Kevin's first words out of his mouth were... Why didn't they just get a sharpshooter to take him down? <laughs> That's the difference. Raccoons, Kevin and me. Raccoons suck. This they destroyed how? our grass. They've destroyed our garden. They destroy your shingles on your roof. They tip okay. over trash cans. They're just they're horrible, horrible okay. so, animals. So maybe you don't have a lot of affection for the raccoons that are going through the trash cans in your driveway. But when you oh, saw the good this, ones somewhere when, mean? You, when you saw this story trending yesterday about this little raccoon that was stuck on the side of a building right. all day long, tell me you tell me you wished ill of that animal. I did. No, I'm for perfectly fine. You with that. wanted him. Raccoons to, you wanted him are to make it. The worst. You would not have They've been got happy. Nothing but disease. If this little raccoon had fallen from the twentieth floor, in, look, and the little kids in horror would have been standing around watching look, him hit the sidewalk, you would not have been happy. All right, look, I wouldn't have watched that. I would have been happy that it happened. Oh, oh no, <laughs> because raccoons suck. Here's the uh, here's the story for folks who don't know. This was uh, posted late in the day yesterday before the thrilling conclusion where the raccoon is fine, by the way, and has been captured. <laughs> this is a reporter for Minnesota Public Radio whose offices are on the same block as this office building in downtown St. Paul that the raccoon, for some reason, started climbing up. This actually started yesterday, and we noticed on the side of the building there's a little niche there, and there was a raccoon curled up there yesterday. We were very worried about him. He didn't move very much, and it looked like he might not be able to get down. And uh, there's no food or water or anything up there, so we kind of worried about him. So we started calling. Got a pellet gun. We talked to St. Paul's uh, Animal Control. We talked to the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center. We talked to the maintenance folks over at the building over here. No one really knew what to do. We haven't seen a raccoon clinging to the side of a building before. 
At any rate, sometime earlier, about mid-morning here, the maintenance folks came out and tried to build a little scaffolding up to the raccoon to help him get down. They uh, screwed together a bunch of two-by-fours and put a little platform on the end so he could get down. He bolted. Yeah. He I... took off across the side of the building while we were hmm. watching. Hmm. So they, Humans uh, risking their lives. Mm-hmm. They weren't risking this, their lives. For this what they stupid did, little animal. They, and it was they, like, nope, I'm out. They built a ladder, Kevin. When the raccoon was just at the first floor level and couldn't get down, they built a ladder and then and then put it up to him, hoping that he would get on it and run, go back down to the Do ground. Do they not know anything about raccoons? Well, I'm sure the raccoon is afraid of people. I'm sure the raccoon was... T- was raccoons af- are not afraid of people. I got news for it. Yeah, raccoons are by and large dicks. They're dicks. Yeah. Wow. They, that's the one that stood there when I threw a two-by-four at it. It just stood there. just like, yeah, and? Dave, yeah. Uh, Dave, our producer, the King of Mexico, in Sydney with us. When did you get ca- uh, captured uh, by the live stream or uh, the live coverage of the raccoon on the uh, on the building yesterday? I was heading to the Fortnite party for E3, and I was just checking Twitter, and I see that it's trending, and I look at it, and I see this picture of a raccoon scaling the wall. It wasn't even... Like in the window seals, it was actually on the building. Climbing the outside Just of the building like it. freaking Spider-Man. And I was like, this dude's a boss. And they're like, oh, it's on the 25th floor. I was like, holy crap, that's high. I do not want to see it die. I don't, I don't either. I, I just understand. I want it to die, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't understand how the raccoon is able to crawl up the side of a building. Because he's I don't a know, boss. That's I don't why. know what you're doing with your life that you can spend all that time following the story of a raccoon <laughs> climbing up a building. Okay, but let me let me let me put it in, uh, in other terms, Kevin. Okay. I don't know how you can turn away from an animal in jeopardy and not be concerned about his his well being and not under, it's and a not raccoon. Know how, Right. Yeah, it's not just you, it's not you, a dog. It's not any animal we but like. No, you don't want him to fall to his death, though. It's an asshole you animal. <laughs> you want him. You want him to be okay. All right. I, let's, I've let's, already let's, said I don't. Let's find out. <laughs> I refuse to accept that. Let's find out what happened next. Little did we know he could run across the side of the building. He got to the corner of Cedar Cedar and Seventh Street, and then crawled up the corner of the building and up to the, up to the roof. Well, it's a little heartbreaking because now he's beyond anyone's help. Hmm. Of course, I came back a little while later, and I noticed he was on the seventh floor of the skyscraper. And while I watched, he went floor by floor by floor. He's been perched up there on a ledge on the, looks like the 20th floor above the roof on this office tower in downtown St. Paul. uh... Dave, at some point you were following it, and he turned around and made it look like he had given up on his ascent to the top of the building and was going to head back down to the ground, right? And that got me even more worried about him because he could have easily slipped and fell and then fell to his death. But Kevin... I thought you said he was a boss. He was a boss. He was a boss climbing up. I was climbing down. I I want the guy telling the story to fall off the building, too. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap, is he dull. But, Kevin, not only did we concern ourselves with this raccoon, Twitter was on fire yesterday. Okay, good. You know, the the raccoon is America. We're all hoping we're on the ledge. Hey, Wendy, if the... America's a dick. That's what you're saying. If the raccoon makes it up, do we all get free nugs? Like, come on. I will say, some of the pictures from inside the building, looking out at the raccoon, on the ledge right in front of him, you did feel for the raccoon it's, when yes. you saw, saw him. Stranded. It's cute. That's its strength. Well, here, it's... did you see Jake Tapper from CNN's tweet? Yes, what did Jake say? <laughs> he said, I love the story of the raccoon, so I'm going to shut it out of my brain. The fact that raccoons are nasty and evil beasts and not at all what we want them to be. 
<laughs> he right, then, that's the point. He then got so much blowback, he then said, got some raccoon denialists in my mentions. <laughs> Folks, they're not cuddly. They want to rip your face off. Correct. So true. That's my Let point. Me play, let me play some of the coverage. Not of the same the- guy, though. No, no. Okay. This is people on the street, Kevin, okay. who are standing there, standing around this building all day long waiting to see what happens to the raccoon. And Dave's right. This raccoon is America. He's, he's looking at us. June 12th will go down as the day. Downtown St. Paul is no longer just defined by its people. Oh, there it is. Look at it. You can see it moving. But all the species that call it home. I'm pretty nervous about it. Also, I didn't know there were raccoons in downtown St. Paul for a while. It's kind of the story of the day. Move over Donald Trump. Poor little guy. The creature with the face of a bandit now headlines NPR's news ticker. We were kind of worried about it, wondered. Didn't have any food, didn't have any water. It began Monday when NPR employees noticed a raccoon scamper above the street, stranded on a ledge. We already were told the story. He headed straight for the office tower and started going up. And he's been climbing up a floor at a time all day. His death-defying act bringing social media to new heights. By the way, death-defying act, Kevin. Again, how are you not impressed? You couldn't do what this raccoon did. I I agreed. (laughs) I also don't give people diseases and try to rip their faces off. I mean... Okay. I don't try to rip their faces off. Did they just get a Twitter account like for itself? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now the NPR raccoon hashtag is trending worldwide. Every once in a while, either his tail or his arm kind of hangs off the edge. Oh, exciting. He looks all cute. (laughs) Every inch of bravery uplifting the internet. They're my favorite animal, actually. I, oh. I I would be legitimately devastated if it fell. Oh. By the way, she uh, needs to fall off the building too. <laughs> Every inch of bravery. By the way, Kevin, this <laughs> raccoon is the hero we need. He's not the hero that you deserve, though. I'll tell you that. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. World Cup starts tomorrow. You guys love it. I'm Eighty curious. games. Who's with me? Eighty I'm games. Very, 80, I'm not going to really? watch them all. Eighty games. Gonna watch them all. How many weeks? Uh, it's a month. Wow. wow. Basically a month. Mid-June I, through mid-July. Tomorrow, It starts so tomorrow excited. during our show with the Russia, the host nation, versus Saudi Arabia. Could be the two worst teams in the tournament. Right. What a crap fest that's going to be. Which is <laughs> hilarious to hear you say that because the United States wasn't even Agreed. good enough to get in past those crappy teams. All Agreed. Russia gets an automatic in sure. because they're the host, host country. But the U.S., uh, to the surprise of many, Kevin, maybe not you. You you kind of were yeah. not surprised when the U.S. did not make the, the field of 32. I right? mean, it really took a valiant effort at the end. <laughs> <laughs> to not make it? Yes. I mean, it. it really took everything we had to try to not even tie a team that we should tie. Oh, wow. It was all ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it... But the U.S. is not the only team that didn't qualify. I mean, Italy's not there, which is weird. The Netherlands is not there, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Right. So and Iceland not everybody is, qualified. which is weird. Right. All right. So there are two things that are going on here. One is we need to deal with it. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow. Since the United States is not playing in the World Cup this year, who, who are you going for? Who are you rooting for? How are you deciding what team to root for? That's thing one. Thing two is... Beer mug, you went out last night for another edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. I did. I rolled up out of bed, threw on my sweatpants, and went to my local watering hole. Wow, it sounds pretty uh, romantic. It's classy. So what we're doing is uh, we're we're stealing Lie Witness news from from Jimmy. Okay, we're borrowing it. Okay, that's fine too then. Beer mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh! Beer 
dog wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. That's a good point. <laughs> so, Mike, you went to the bar. Went to the bar, and I wanted to f- kind of, you know, borrow, like you said, uh, the lie witness news from the Jimmy Kimmel Live show and see if people are really paying attention and ask him if they're excited to see America compete in the World Cup. Are you excited for World Cup? I don't know what that is. <laughs> John, do you have World Cup fever? No, not really. The only cup I ever dealt with was the Little League. They made you wear it, I swear. Oh. Right? And it was so small. I'm here with Esther. Esther, do you have World Cup fever? I do not. Why is that? It's just like the Olympics for me. You just don't care? I don't. So I'll just uh, refer back to the time where I interviewed you about the Olympics. Will you at least root for America? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm here with Ross. Ross, do you have a uh, world fever? <laughs> Soccer. WWF all day long. Come here, LJ, you son of a bitch. Uh, how do you think America's going to do this year in the World Cup, LJ? Uh, for America, I feel like I'm going to be rude, but I have very low hopes for them. Mm. I have no hopes for them. Mm. Why is that? They're never really good at soccer. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to be rude, but... He's not wrong. Everyone knows it's true. You don't think they're at least going to move on to, like, the semifinals? I mean, they might be able to. I don't know. But everybody knows that I'm right. They just don't want to say it because they're afraid to. Monty, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Listen, I got to tell everybody real quick what just happened before I turned the microphone on. And I started taking a sip of my beer without toasting Monty. And, uh, well, never do that around Monty. No, it's all good, man. You you got that one raw. You're a badass, man. You're a badass. Thank you, Monty. I learned from the best. I learned from the man sitting. You are the best. I, let it, I, I learned from the man sitting directly to my left, and that is you, Get sir. You're the best, man. Get out of here. Listen, Monty, I got to ask you a couple things. Yes, sir. Number one, how is your beer tasting? Fantastic. Number two, do you have World Cup fever? Do I have what? Do you have World Cup fever? One hundred and ten percent. Who are you going to root for? America. I think we deserve to win. I think I think we've given a lot of chances. I think this is our year. What players do you like for the U.S.? I have not been following it. I don't know what members we have on our team. But I will say, I think the time has come for America to win, win, win. USA! 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 I love you! I love you too, Monty. I love you three. That was the uh, strangest little chant I've ever heard. I feel so much better about America's chances in the World Cup now after that. Though. <laughs> well done, Mark. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Twenty-five hours from right now, give or take a couple of minutes, 
The T-shirts are going to be going on sale, you guys. Our latest limited edition Kevin Bean T-shirt with the billboard artwork from our friend Ali Siegel is going to be available for just 24 hours from tomorrow at 10 a.m. until Friday at 10 a.m. for just $19.99 plus tax. Go to krock.com for all the details to see pictures of the shirt. Uh, some of the proceeds will benefit Kevin's charity, friendsandhelpers.org. So it's a good cause and a great T-shirt just in time for the summer, and I, I love it so much. It's, I think it's my favorite T-shirt of all the ones we've Oh, got. agreed. I love because I love Ali's artwork so much. So don't forget, don't miss this because it's limited edition, twenty four hours only, starting tomorrow at ten. Krock.com to buy yours. All right, Ali. Brad Williams is here. He'll be joining us in studio after the top of the hour. What's going on with you? Remember on Monday when I said Paul McCartney and uh, James Corden were spotted together in Liverpool? Yes. They were filming something in a pub, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, maybe they're going to do carpool karaoke." Well, the Late Late Show has just tweeted, "It's happening." Carpool Karaoke with Paul McCartney premieres next week during our four nights in London. Wow. All right. I mean, what a huge, huge, huge get. It's Paul McCartney, you guys. I mean, it's hard to get bigger than Paul McCartney. He was a Beatle. What? Yeah, I... See, you gotta you gotta walk heaven through wow. this stuff. I didn't realize that. So James Corden retweeted that and said, "I can't wait for you all to see this. It was a day that will live with me forever." Oh, oh my God! Do you think that he'll totally like sing along and harmonize like he does on every other one? Yeah. Yes, I do. Do you think they'll pull over and Paul McCartney will get out and they'll have a fist fight on the lawn like <laughs> the, the Chili Peppers? <laughs> like Anthony? No, I doubt that'll happen. All right. Well. No, we'll watch anyway. <laughs> and when the Beatles arrived what? in America, right, uh-huh. it really changed mm-hmm. our lives. Right. I mean, look, we grew hair when the Beatles were on television. Oh, we we all started bands. Right. Started dressing cooler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, a lot of before all that happened, it was uh-huh. news about the Beatles. Right. It was John F. Kennedy was really put everybody in a sad position. Really did. did. What a and day. then the Beatles arrived. <laughs> And sort of changed everybody's lives. Right. I wasn't um, alive back then, but I know that when um, John F. Kennedy um, was assassinated, he he really did put a lot of people in a bad spot. He did. And I do know that, um, but right after that, when the Beatles came, people grew hair. Correct. That's right. And started bands. So I think he's spot on. I think he's right about all of that. How about that? Absolutely. The Beatles invented Uh us. Let's just put it that way. The, uh, the Beatles invented us? Mm-hmm. Us, like Americans? That's. I think that's what he's saying, yeah. Okay. I'm not positive that tracks. Huh. That was right. a band from some time ago mm-hmm. called The Beatles. Sure was. Right. And that had Paul McCartney yep. and Ringo Starr in it. Uh-huh. Right. Who are still performing mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And, of course, John is no longer with us, and neither right. is George. The Beatles. Yeah, it's right. kind of sad when you put it like that. Yeah. But. John really put us in a bad... He, he, he also did. Bad. True. Yeah. Um, I just hope that he he didn't at any point just, you know, dive out of the car. James Corden, like, in the middle of Paul McCartney talking. Why would he do that? That would be weird. I don't know. It's like if, if you were to have an interview with him and then you hang Come up on him. On. It would be similar to that. <laughs> Real, that's the setup? It is. I was oh reaching. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul, but thank you so much for the time. It's a real honor to have you on the program today. That's really nice interview. So, oh, I hope to see you at the gig. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for the call. Let's make it a date. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye. Oops. Bye. <laughs> you hung up on Paul McCartney. Well, he was saying... 
He was saying goodbye. He was. I mean, uh, in my defense, he was. You have no idea what he was saying. He was saying goodbye. Uh, he was, buy stock in this. It's great tip. <laughs> I mean, there were so many things he He's known for said. his great tips on stocks. Right at the end of a conversation, he just likes to get a little nugget in there. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Hey, we, how about the Beatles? Right. How about them? When we come back, let's talk a little more about uh, Ariana Grande. Okay. Or as you like to call her, what is it, uh, Kevin? Ariana Grande? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, her engagement ring and when it was purchased. Okay. And for how much. They're still together, right? They are. They are. Uh, One month strong. Way to go, kids. Let's talk about that in a little bit. Some birthdays for you. Actor Chris Evans, actor Tim Allen, actresses Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, comedian Steve-O, actress Kat Dennings, and Weezer singer Rivers Cuomo. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Brad Williams is here on the Kevin and Bean Show. I am. And I'm sorry to tell you that we're so excited about your dog. (laughs) We are. We love Diego. Maybe more than you. Brad, I have, a, I have a question for you, son. And that Fire is, away. and I, uh, I love uh, pit bulls. We were just talking about them yesterday. I think they're one of the the most misunderstood breeds in the world. They're the sweetest dogs, and I'm so happy that you got a pit bull. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but, I needed something to carry me up the stairs every night to go to bed. So, you're right, my, right. Well, yeah. but but this is this is my question. Um, you're you're a tiny little little person. <laughs> I you're am Percy McNugget. Um, <laughs> you got a dog that. That really could take you. A dog that is as big as you that could take you. To was be- there any thought based on your size of yeah. maybe getting like a little chihuahua or something like that that's a little more manageable? To be fair, an angry pug could probably take <laughs> I mean, you that's out. That's true, too. <laughs> true. I mean, if you get, like, I've been around, uh, Michelle Beadle has two mm-hmm. pugs. They kind of ganged up on me one time. Well, and- Leroy Jenkins is he- not a normal dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's his name. His name. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, yeah, well, it, it wasn't my choice to get the dog. It's a strong, powerful I dog. Was, I was in Houston, Texas doing shows. Oh, I see. And then... Surprise! Yeah, I get a FaceTime call from the wife, and she goes, uh, I did something. <laughs> and that's never followed up with, like, the camera panning over, and there's nine naked women on the bed, like, and these are waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> that That's never followed by that. Do you expect that? Never. Just hope I mean, okay. but a boy can dream. Come yeah, on. Sure. yeah. So I, I hear, I, I, hear oh, I did something, and the camera pans over, and it's and it's this pit bull Diego, and uh, I'm like I know about the stigmas about pit bulls. I've been around them. I know they're amazing dogs, so I'm not worried about that. Right. I'm more worried about the fact that for four days I was out of town and something was sleeping in the same bed as my wife, and it had a larger penis than me. Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That because I've seen I've seen when the lipstick comes out. Oh, okay. it's oh, okay. 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 it's oh, absurd. Okay. That's right. okay. I don't think my yeah, dog is insane. That. We get okay. it. Oh, I, I withdraw um, the question. I'm right? sorry. That was that was bad. That it's was my bad. Bean. <laughs> hey, um, we got a couple things we need to handle with you here today. First yeah. of all, Brad is in town this coming weekend. You can see him at the Brea Improv doing five big shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. BreaImprov.com. That's yeah. going to be fun. The other thing though is new, and you tell me about. Because this is new information for me. The K-Rock's No Limit Comedy Night with Brad Williams is a new thing that we're starting up. What's it all about? Well, once a month, uh, K-Rock has decided, and they've partnered with the Hollywood Park Casino, Mm -hmm. and they have decided to give me a comedy night once a month. And the first one is going to be Wednesday, June 20th. Is that correct? That's a week from today. That is correct, yes. 
from today at the Hollywood Park Casino, and I get to set the lineup, which is really fun. So you so invite the comedians? Yeah, yeah, you're curating this every single time? Yep. It's going to be once a month, and the first one, the lineup is, and I'm always going to have some big name headliners, and then I'm going to have some comics that I want people to know, mm-hmm. that I want people to discover. So, uh, I, and also, for all the people that are listening that always tweet out, like, oh, man, Brad just does dwarf jokes the entire time. I'm on for five minutes. You're and just then, the host. Yeah. And then I, and but then. five minutes of dwarf jokes. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> the, the best dwarf jokes. <laughs> uh, so want to make sure what, what to expect. It's me. It's uh, one, one of my opening acts. His name is uh, J.B. Ball. He just moved out here from Florida. He's a brilliant comic. He's already got a lot of agencies talking about him, so I want to introduce him to people. You have Kate Quigley, uh, who uh, hosted the AVN Awards. And, okay, uh, that's a specialty. She's, she's easy on the eyes, but hilarious. Follow her on Twitter, Kate Q Funny. She does some of the funniest tweets. Uh, cool. it, it, she, she's awesome. And then we got the big names. Then we got uh, Brian Callen, Hilarious. Oh, we love. destroyed love it. April Foolishness. Really? In, in my opinion, set of the night. So you got Brian Callen and then Garfunkel and Oates. They're wow. so fun. Yeah. That's so, a great first night. Yeah. So we get Garfunkel and Oates, music, some comedy, like literally something for everyone. Mm-hmm. We got we got we got a little bit of everything. So yeah, that's gonna be June twentieth. Hollywood Park Casino, so you can come out on a Wednesday, and tickets are just thirty bucks, and that includes your first drink. So All you right. could pay thirty bucks. That's your drink, so you you don't have to worry about like if a casino upcharges you on the alcohol. Yeah, uh, here's the website by the way. It's Play HPC, which is Hollywood Park Casino. PlayHPC.com. Tickets are on sale now, Brad, for just thirty bucks. Yeah. And right that's now. a week from tonight, Wednesday, June 20th, the Hollywood Park Casino. And this is going to be the first of the K-Rock No Limit Comedy Night, and you're going to be doing them about once a month after that. Yeah, and then after the show, I'm going to stick around and uh, play poker with you. And, oh, nice. Uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, dwarves cannot play poker. I am not a good poker player. I did not know that that I was have, a thing. I have a large head, a large face. I can't bluff. Everything is just written right on my face. I see. If, if you sit at my table, you will take my money. <laughs> also, very small arms. So when like I'm reaching to get my chips or my cards, you see my cards. You're not like because I have to put my, I have to jump on the table to get the chips. It's not going to be good. Run. Yeah, and then run. Yeah, run and then scurry. Right. Uh, so yeah. It, it, it's it's gonna be great. Uh, play play poker with me. Take take my money, and you all you always know that dwarfs have gold. It's one of our things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, see a great night of comedy. And if you're out in the Orange County area and you're like, that's too far to go to Hollywood Park Casino, see me this weekend at the brand new Brea Improv. They just opened up a new oh, nice club. They completely redid it. It's it's 500 seats. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. We gotta so, move some tickets, you guys. We gotta, shows, we gotta move, guys. Move some tickets. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and one Sunday. One Sunday for the Father's Day show. So if you wanna have a great time out with your dad, what's better than bonding over dwarves telling jokes about dog penises? That, that that's right? pretty great. I've had that for years. <laughs> Yeah. That's a given. Yeah, That's I what I said on the Father's Day card I bought this year for Casey. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, Brad, they, I'm glad you're here. And uh, just to go back real quickly to, to sure. the conversation about you and your dog, we're yeah. going to do a segment coming up next that we need your help with. Oh, okay. About people who have been attacked by animals. Oh, I have a story. Other than dogs and cats. Darn. Because <laughs> dogs and cats, they commonly attack people yeah. because you're around them all the time. I had a full-on UFC well, fight with a, w- with a Dalmatian. 
When we were <laughs> when we were hatching this idea yesterday, I said, "Oh, I'm so glad Brad's coming in tomorrow because I'm certain that like an eagle has tried to pick him up or something <laughs> like that, right? Like I imagine you've got to really be afraid of something swooping down and just picking up and, and flying away with you." There was a real ornery hamster one time, man. Right. So, um, so let's do that. Let's okay. uh, Let's open up the phones. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. If you've ever been attacked by an animal other than a dog or a cat, we want to hear from you, and uh, and we'll refresh your memory as to why we're doing this topic today. Because the guy who got bit by the rattlesnake head that was in the news this week. I don't know if you saw this, Brad. We got to tell you about this. It's crazy. I I, I saw it. The thing was already decapitated, right? And with one last breath, yes. I quoted a Creed song just there. uh, (laughs) With one last breath, the thing just lunged up and bit him? Isn't that insane? That's an amazing story. That's just God telling you, eh, I'm trying to take you out. <laughs> so 1-800-520-1067. You were attacked by an animal other than a dog and a cat. And we'll discuss more with our friend Brad Williams next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Our friend Brad Williams in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show, bradwilliamscomedy.com, playing the uh, Brea Improv, the new Brea Improv this weekend. Tickets on sale now. And by the way, uh, at the end of our uh, segment, Brad, whenever we uh, say goodbye, we'll give away some tickets to your fans for that show as well. well in the, the meantime, though. The Brea Improv show or the... No, t- we have tickets to the Hollywood Park Casino. Thing. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, no Limit Comedy right? Yeah, No Limit Comedy Night, June 20th. Yes, yeah, so we'll hook you up with those coming up in a few minutes here on Kerak. First, though, we are talking about being attacked by animals. <laughs> if, you weren't, if you weren't with us yet... Yesterday, you missed this uh, very surprising story out of San Antonio. Jennifer Sutcliffe and her husband were doing weekend yard work when she spotted a four-foot rattlesnake. Sutcliffe says her husband quickly took a shovel and severed the head of the reptile. Moments later, he bent down to dispose of the snake, and that's when the snake head bit him. Okay, so we... <laughs> the snake head? This is like a... Uh, yeah, this is like a horror film where the Separate. killer has one last go at it. Separated yes. from his body... <laughs> I love Still that. bit the dude, put the dude in the hospital. He needed 27 anti-venom shots. He did survive, by the way. But that kind of got us on the topic of being attacked by wild animals because it's happened to lots of people, and we thought we'd yeah. squeeze in some phone calls at 1-800-520-1067. Where do you want to start, Kim? You want to start with Aaron Line 7? Aaron's sure. calling from Valencia with probably the least unlikely animal to ever attack you, I think. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Hi. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. You got attacked by an uh, animal that's not a cat or a dog. I did. I got attacked by a bunny. <laughs> Wait, now was this like a Playboy bunny? Did you grab her butt? Like, what happened? Well, no, but I, so I was about eight or nine. Yeah. And um, there were a lot of fires around my, my house and my parents needed to leave. So they had decided to take their eight and nine-year-old daughters to a vineyard. Okay. For a wine table for a day, you know, like you do. Like you do, sure, sure. And yeah, um, and the people that worked there didn't know what to do with an eight and nine year old, so they were like, uh, "We uh, there are bunnies in the back. You can go look at them, um, but please don't put your finger through the chicken wire. Whatever you do." So they warned you ahead of time finger. that the bunnies might attack. Yeah, and and you know what? I was like, that seems like a cue for me. 
to break some rules. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Aaron, so Aaron is so have, punk rock, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm hardcore. Me and my and I, I was like, I had I had bright blonde pigtails at the time, and it was just I was the best. So um, I ran back there and I put my finger through the chicken wire. There were like 20 baby bunnies out in the chicken wire. So I started petting one of them, and at the same time. All 20 of them, their ears went up, and they ran behind the little house. What kind of situation is happening there? It's like Monty Python crap right yeah. there. That's an angry rabbit. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. And then the doors to the house that they ran behind swung open, and Mama Bunny came bounding out. I know you're trying to make it sound terrifying, this but a, it's still like... Is this a horror movie that you saw? real this is exactly how it happened like you sound scared of mama bunny i think i think mama bunny airs on pbs for kids like that's just a good show so i thought mama bunny wants some loving too right she saw baby bunny get some love none of the bunnies wanted love they ran ran from you well they heard their mom calling i see okay you know so i started petting mama bunny and um she thought my finger was a carrot and so she latched down on my finger Mm. and would not let go finally you got what you deserved in this story (laughs) finally i'm mama bunny i got i gotta say if you're if you're attacked by bunny aaron kind of a dick (laughs) (laughs) thank you for the call we appreciate it very much let's go to a line three give me some melanie los angeles she got attacked by an animal Last week, you guys. Wow. Hey, Melanie. <laughs> Hi, guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. <clears throat> okay, so I pull up to my driveway. My kids jump out of the car, and I'm taking a moment just to play with my phone in my car. That Those dicks left the car door open. I'm sitting there. A squirrel, I don't know when he got in, jumps on me. I'm eating chips, grabs the chip from my hand. <gasps> I jump out, freaking the F out. I'm running in circles trying to close doors. He won't get out. 30 minutes, I kid you not, him not getting out of my car. And every time I try to close the door, he jumps at me. Oh, my Finally, God. I pull that saw and was like laughing, like, what are you doing? And you I just abandon your car. You just leave your car behind. Light on fire. <laughs> just buy another one. I mean, seriously, that you can't, you can't get back into that car. I mean, that. I'm pretty sure law dictates that. That's squirrel's car now. You right? got carjacked by a squirrel. By the way, you and uh, I don't know anything about you, Melanie, but I think you and Allie should be friends. She seems like the kind of person who would be sitting in the driveway of her house eating potato chips. I, why are you judging? Motherhood in the, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're better than me. Allow your ovaries work. Thank you for the call. All right, let's go to line eight. This is going to be Walt in Pasadena. I know you didn't think we could go smaller than a bunny and a squirrel, but let's see who attacked Walt. Hey, Walt. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Thanks for holding on. You got yeah. attacked by what? I'm uh, with my family. We're taking care of the neighbor's pick me hamster, Pablo. <laughs> I reach my hand into the cage, and the little guy does what he's supposed to do. He cowers in the back as I'm taking out his water dish. Mm-hmm. And then I get the guy pissed at me and just jumped from across the cage, kind of screaming, yeah, yeah. On my hand. He didn't scream. He didn't scream. The hamster doesn't scream. Pablo. Pablo didn't do a war cry. (laughs) What's wrong with you? And what's worse, you know, natural reaction. I pull my hand out. I start shaking my hand, screaming like a girl. Poor Pablo now goes flying across the room into the wall. And now Pablo's dead. 
and um, Mike oh. was traumatized. Oh. And so you... goes the life of Pablo. Wow. <laughs> oh, how yeah. I mean, dare you, Allie. That, that would help him anyway. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I like that one, Allie. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Do we have time for one more? Sure. Let's do one more. Let's do, uh, wow, you want to get a about a goose? Per- Oh, what do you got? You got a go- you got a goose? Got a goose, yeah. Let's do a goose. All right. Uh Anthony in Garden Grove. Hi. Hey, how's it going? You were attacked by a goose? Yeah. So I was like four or five years old. Uh, I lived in an apartment complex in Costa Mesa and my grandma thought it'd be a good idea to take me out and go feed the geese out by the pond. Um I, I don't know why this thing attacked me, but all I remember, he was a dick. He <laughs> chased me around. Oh, the whole geese pond. are dicks. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty Yeah, that's a Fact. He was totally a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was feeding him some bread or something, and he, like took a nip at me, and I think I ran, and so he started following me. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. He's still and, following uh, you to this day, Anthony. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, every time my dad sees geese fly over the car, he goes, look, a gaggle of geese, and it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, he's doing the right thing. But. Yeah. I, I, I love how almost everyone that uh, describes these animals, they always try to build up the animal bigger than it was. Like, <laughs> and, this, and this rabid, angry, pygmy hamster. <laughs> it they was, do. They, they try to make it, it sound like it was a it was a fight for survival. Well, I, I feel like at the time they're being attacked, it probably yeah. feels that way. It, this hamster was eight inches if it was a foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to clear the uh, lines, kids. Uh, Brad, let's hit it again for folks who weren't with us at the beginning of your segment. You got a cool K-Rock event. This is a first time of something we think that is going to be a regular event down at the Hollywood Park Casino. And it's next Wednesday, June 20th. What is the No Limit Comedy Night all about? No Limit Comedy Night, Hollywood Park Casino. It's me presenting you, the K-Rock listeners, with some of the best comics around. I'm hand-picking these lineups. Uh, We got poker. We got got food. We got drinks. We got great comics. You got J.B. Ball, Kate Quigley, Brian Callen and Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, That's a strong lineup. Yeah, right there. strong lineup. Love that. Take it to thirty bucks. That includes your first drink. So you Good come deal. in, you already got a drink paid for. It's going to be a, an amazing night. Wednesday, June twentieth, Hollywood Park Casino. All right, you can buy tickets now at playhbc.com. Get all the details at character.com. But we're going to give away five pair for you just for listening to Brad on the Kevin Bean Show here this morning. If you want to call us right now, 1-800-520-1067. If you can make it next Wednesday night, you want to see a great night of comedy. And if you can't make that, be sure to see Brad this weekend. Five big shows at the Bray Improv. Those tickets are on sale now to brayimprov.com. I got one more plug. Uh, Sure. This week on the About Last Night podcast, Oscar winner Sandra Bullock. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, Adam Ray starred with her in The Heat. Okay. So, I love The Heat. Yeah, so <laughs> please isolate that audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, listen to that. See me this weekend, and I'll see you guys Wednesday at the Hollywood Park Casino. Thanks, go. Brad. Thank, Thank you. you, Brad. It's Kevin and B. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I'm, uh, I'm not sure I want to talk to John Gotti Jr. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right? I feel like maybe that's something you could handle, Kevin, on your oh, own. Because I won't say the wrong thing? Well, maybe, Allie, you can do the interview. I mean, you know my history with uh, sure. gangster movies. That's sure. That's right. I'll ask him what he thought of The Godfather. <laughs> I found we, it perfectly fine. Maybe you're well, not the one either. Believe it or not, we are speaking with uh, notorious gangster John Gotti Jr. coming up in about 15 minutes or so here in K-Rock. First, though, let's take care of some business. The lines are filled with Incubus fans who want to see their boys at K-Rock Road Trip 2018, destination number two. We're talking Aftershock in Sacramento, a tremendous lineup mid-October. What's this game called? This game is called Finish the Line. You want to win the tickets? You must know the lyrics. 
Come on now, it's easy. You can win for Sheezy. Finish the line and you win this time. Okay, win the tickets. Finish the line and you win this time. Just finish the line. Finish the line and you win this time. Okay, here we go. Finish the line and you win this time. Ow! Every morning at 9 o'clock this week on the Kevin and Bean Show, we are hooking you up with a trip to Sacramento to CV Festival. Uh, there's only going to be one winner, though, but you can qualify by finishing the line. We'll start to play an Incubus song for you. When when Brandon stops singing, you start singing. You just tell us what the next line is in the song, and if you're right, you go into the drawing. Who's up first, please? Angelica from El Monte. Hi. 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 Thank you for holding on. You an Incubus fan? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start a song, and then when it stops, you need to pick up, pick it up and finish the line, okay? Okay. Here we go. Lately, I'm beginning to find that I should be the one behind the wheel. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. With open arms and open eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is the next word <laughs> with open arms and open eyes? Yeah. Look, All right, I'm, I'd be bad at a lot of the games we play. Oh, same. This would be the worst for me. I never know what the next line is. All right, let's go to Michael in Omonte. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. You ready? Yeah. All right. Finish the line. Oh, man, I totally blanked. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of it. Yeah, I'm a totally blinker, too. <laughs> hot, uh, hot take, by the way. This is a really good band. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, Carolina in Los Angeles. Hi. Hi. Hi, are you ready? Yeah. All right, finish the line. I need you to hang I need you to see, but I am at the fucking take an exploding thing like an evidence possibility. I've had enough of the world and its people mindless game. Perfect, nicely hey. done. I may say, oh, Carolina. That's very impressive. Oh, shaggy. All right, we got two qualified for the trip to Sacramento. Who's up next, please? That hurt my soul. <laughs> Michelle in Los Angeles. Hi. What up, party people? What up? Thank you for holding on. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here's your... I dig my toes into the sand The ocean looks like a thousand diamonds Strewn across a blue blade against the wind pretend that i am weightless and in this moment i am happy nicely done I lean against the wind pretend that i am weightless and in this moment i am happy. look at that I know we've uh, made this observation before, but women are so much better at lyrics than men are generally, right? That is generally mm -hmm. true, yes. All right, I think we've got time for one more contestant, please. All right, it's Juan Carlos in Hacienda Heights. Hi there. 
How are you doing today? We, are, party we are good. How are you? Good. Are you feeling confident about this? I hope it's a song that I want to hear. Okay. Well, <laughs> are you a lady? Because that'll help. <laughs> Here's your clip. Got another blink. <laughs> oh, you blinked? Okay. Mm, sorry. I mean, do we sorry want to end on that one? I What's like that again? do one more. I feel I'm like so maybe. Dude's blanking. Right? Okay. All right. Give I mean, I'm more. just saying we don't want to end on I mean, that one. Mm-mm. I'm just saying so far it's all ladies in the grand prize. But if you want to if you want to try Steve, who's up next, go ahead. Good uh-huh. luck. I, I really feel strong about Steve. Do okay. You? Yeah, I think Steve's the one. Hey, Steve. All right, I'm here. All right, you ready? Yeah, go. Don't. don't fail us. You guys, we can't do it. Angelica could, Carolina could, Michelle could. They are in the drawing. One of these ladies is going to be heading to Sacramento on the K-Rock Party bus to see Incubus, along with System of a Down, Deftones, 311 Allison Chains, and more at Aftershock. Miss Allen McKay, who's our winner? Congratulations, Michelle. Michelle. Let me get the right line. Congratulations, Michelle. What's up, baby, baby? What's up, baby, boo? I love you, Ali McKay. You're my hero. I love you, Michelle, and I want to be on that bus. <laughs> right? Finish the line, and you win this time. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. You go. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the... I mean, the man is on the phone, and right? I'm sure he means us no harm. But there's something about talking to a Gotti all these years later... That seems dangerous. I ain't scared. Bring it on, John Gotti Jr. <laughs> Is that what do you're this. saying? Right? <laughs> hey. Let's do this, John Gotti Jr. <laughs> How are you, John? You must morning. How are you guys doing? We're good, good thank you. We're fine. And, and I'm that sure you encounter this all the time. I call Kevin Bean and Bean Alley because it's confusing. No worries. Yes, I know there's a, a, there's a lot of us. You must run into this all the time where people, because of something they heard, have a preconceived notion about you and your family and are a little bit nervous about being in your company. Am I right, John? You know, not the people in my community because they know us. We coach Little League teams. My wife's involved in the school. So we're very involved in the community. So that's not the case. It, it is the case often when I'm traveling and that you go to a desk at a hotel, for example, and they'll say your name and I'll say John Gotti. And they'll say, oh, <laughs> you must get a lot with that name. Well, <laughs> they'll look at it like, did I just change, did I change my name to John Gotti? Uh, or, for example, uh, are you the John Gotti? And my response is always up to the third that I'm not John, I'm, I'm John Gotti, I'm John A. Gotti, but I'm not the John Gotti. Right. My father is the John Gotti. He's but, the but, John Gotti. And my let me eyes ask, will always be the John Gotti. Let me ask you this, though, and maybe this is a dumb question because I know how proud you are of your family and your name, but did, was there ever a time, based on all the notoriety of your family and all of the court cases and all the, you know, all the news coverage, that you considered changing your name and trying to live a, a lower-profile existence? 
Never. Never. Not one time, not one moment. <clears throat> I'm so immensely proud of my family, my father, my mother. Uh, look, I would never even dream of it. Ne and in fact, I would tell my sons all the time, always walk with your head up, be proud. You're different. Your grandfather was born in a different time. He believed in something completely different than I would hope to God that you guys would believe in. However, that being said, your grandfather was an honorable individual. And as we have a saying, anybody who's done time, we have a saying, and you can take it two separate ways, okay? When you compliment, an, you're paying someone a high compliment when you say a guy come into the system and he walked it all the way to the gate. That means he was a man. He walked it all the way till he walked out of prison. He walked the tough guy right through to the gate. Okay. There's another way, another way of viewing it, walking it to the gate, the pearly gates. He walked it all the way through life. And my father was one of those individuals. He was a tough guy's tough guy, a man's man, and he walked it all the way to the gate. When you when you say that, are we are we in some way glorifying the actions of your dad and others in crime syndicates for the horrible things that they do? Do you excuse it away as just being different time, different place? Different time, different place. But here's, here, I gave a great. I, I thought I gave a, a, a very heartfelt answer yesterday. We did uh, an award ceremony in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn turned out to honor John Travolta yesterday by the thousands. And a new setting reporter <clears throat> grabbed me off to the corner and said, uh, "Hey, John, do you think that this movie is glorifying uh, the mob?" And my response was, my father spent his last 10 years of his life in solitary confinement. He had many thousands of meals all by himself in that cell. His last moments on this earth, he was handcuffed to a bed, okay? And his death certificate said he choked on his own blood and vomit. Oof. I don't think that's glorifying anything. I think it's yeah. quite the opposite. I think it's quite the opposite. So when you talk about this movie, Gotti, and I'm sure you've seen it several times, is are there parts of it that are hard to watch just because they're your history? Yes, they are hard. For example, the reenactment of my brother Frankie's death uh, was hard for me to watch. In fact, I was on the set when they were shooting the movie, at, I believe nine or ten of the 27 days, and I just happened to be on the set that particular day, and I couldn't watch it. I removed yeah. myself. I, I went back to the trailer and ate something. And also afterwards that night, they did the scene. They reenacted my father and my mother's approach in the hospital. And again, I couldn't watch that either. I stood outside. And I'm going to tell you something that people don't know what they won't see. In that scene, you see John and you hear the music in the background. He's putting his head against the wall. When the scene was over and was shot, he walked out and was hysterically crying in the parking lot. And I don't know if it was him thinking about my father's pain or thinking about my brother or thinking about his son. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But he was mm -hmm. hysterical praying in the parking lot. Wow. You mentioned John Travolta. He is playing your dad in the movie. His wife, Kelly Preston, is playing your mom. Stacey Keach is in the movie. There's a bunch of great uh, great people. Um, this Your story has been told many times before, not only in feature films, but in television shows throughout the years. Is, right. is there one that is your favorite, or is this one it, John? This one's it. This, this one's it. Armin Asante did a nice job in the 90s. I believe it was 96. He did a nice job with it. But you have to understand something back then. He sent the request in, and he asked us if we would cooperate on the making of this movie. And my dad told me to stand down. We don't get involved in those things. That's not our business. So Armin had to go out there and pretty much, you know, figure it all out. However, on the sly, I did send Bruce Cutler out to Toronto to meet with Armin and school him a bit on it because I'm very protective of my father. I wanted to make sure 
that even though he didn't know what we had done, I want to make sure that things would probably, you know, at least mm -hmm. be depicted accurately or as accurately as possible. Right. And I think Armin did a great job. I think John did a better job. And John had the ability. And again, I tell this to everybody. Nobody could be perfect, and let me tell you why. Unless you spent years around my father and seen his man certain mannerisms, uh, he would gesticulate on certain things. Unless you saw, you know, pursing of his lips, certain things that he would do, you could not perfect him. I look at my father because I idolized him more than I idolized. I worshipped him, and I can I, I remember certain things about my father. I'm now watching JT on the screen, I would say, well. My father would have done that a little differently or done that differently. But he still, nevertheless, did a magnificent job. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to ask if the rest of us, we wouldn't know any of those details. So mm -hmm. he's probably doing a perfectly fine job for us. Oh, as far as you guys are concerned, you'll be blown away by it. Right, yeah. yeah. Completely and totally blown away by it. It's, he's, he's, John's amazing. And John's one of those guys that this is why I always say that if John's either in the top five, if not one of the greatest actors, the greatest actor of our time, my time. Because John had, he certainly didn't do this movie for money. That's for sure. Okay, it probably, took, it probably cost him money, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that. John. But you made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Oh, Bean, come on. Who was that? Was that Bean? Or that, was that, that was Bean. Kevin. That, that was Kevin. Bean. That was definitely Bean. Kevin. Definitely what? That was Bean. Bean. <laughs> Bean. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Mr. Uh, John Gotti Jr.? The, sure. the fellow that played you, you say, doesn't look like you had a Canadian accent. At any point, were you like, I'm John Gotti, mother effing Jr.? Give me a buff dude. I want him super handsome. This is my pick. But you know what? He is super handsome. Uh huh. And he's, he's a charming kid. Uh, in fact, I believe he's better looking than I was. Oh, oh take it easy. <laughs> All right. But that being said, that being said, you know, he, he does have a Canadian accent. And, you know, there's certain mannerisms there. Again, it's me. So I know me and I know how yeah. I would react to certain sure. things and how I would sure. say certain things. And that being said, you know, you, you see the flaws in it. And also, and I have to tell you this, I, I think Spence is going to grow to be a really tremendous actor. But when you're acting across the table, and it sort of really depicts my dad and I. Because right. if you see the video between my father and I, you know who's in control. Right. My father's in control, okay? It doesn't matter. I'm five foot nine, he's five foot ten. He's six foot eleven. Right. He's in control. And just gotcha. like when JT's acting across the table from Spencer LaFranco, JT is one of the greatest actors of our time. He's in control. And you gotcha. see it. And you see it. But the uh, a fine job as well. The movie is called Gotti. It's in theaters Friday, starring John Travolta as John Gotti. Um, I feel like we should ask your permission. Is it okay for us to thank you for coming on and to say <laughs> goodbye and, and gently cradle, uh, hang up the phone into the cradle, Mister Gotti? It was pleasurable. It was so pleasurable. How's the weather out there? It's fantastic. Well, we're fine. We're fine. But we're good now. <laughs> there's no there's no repercussions from this call. We say goodbye and we go our separate ways, and everything's fine. Look out your door. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> we were chanting whack bean. We chanted John Gotti Jr. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Do you think John Gotti Jr. heard the whack bean chant? Oh, I hope not. Or yeah. was it just a bunch of voices yelling on the phone and no one could tell? I think he heard it loud and clear. 
I think a call has been made. Okay. Right. And I think Bean should watch us back. Okay. I'll tell you. Well, look outside the door, he said. That's what he said. <laughs> I'll tell you that I wasn't expecting when I woke up this morning to have the show end with a whack bean chant. <laughs> to John Gotti Jr. <laughs> to John Gotti Jr. Not what I was hoping for at all. <laughs> couldn't see that coming. Jesus. Well, you're the one that brought up the, did you make an offer he couldn't refuse? I mean, he was talking about you. How, how little Travolta right. got paid for the movie. That's on yeah. you, dude. I that is it a fictional sense. crime family, the Corleones. We As know they're not real. Right? Allie found that out about five minutes ago. <laughs> All right. We got to move on and hope that we survive. Uh, it's time for our final look at what's happening here on this Wednesday morning. Here's Allie. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's going to be in theaters on June 22nd. But I would like to give you guys advanced screening passes for the, yeah! oh yeah, IMAX advanced screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's going down at AMC City Walk on June 19th. Pablo the dinosaur. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Let's take callers 20 and 21 right now. Two of you are going to get a pair of passes to the K-Rock IMAX advanced screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom at AMC City Walk. Well, I was thinking about the other day. What? Dinosaurs. Yeah, well. Right. Crazy, right? That it? It's nuts. (laughs) It is crazy. Yeah. Movie looks good. Does. That Chris Pratt. Right. right. Great and everything. Seriously. Annoying. He's one of your favorite Chris's. He is one of my favorite Chris's. Thank you for mentioning because um, it's Chris Evans' birthday today. Sure. And now I have Chris Pine news. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is happening? Um, so, uh, Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, she posted a picture today. And it is a picture that's uh, quite a doozy, has a lot of people talking. It says, Welcome to Wonder Woman 1984, Steve Trevor. But wait, how's he? How's he in the movie? He's he's all dead and stuff. Hmm. Is it him? What is happening? I'm gonna tell you, it's him in the picture. He's huh. wearing a members only jacket. What does this mean? Hmm. I'm just saying. Listen, we need answers, Patty. And uh, I mean, we can wait until the movie comes out. We'd rather have answers. But uh, I mean, that's coming out November first, 2019. I'd like oh. to uh, have answers before then. I see. So that is your second Chris update. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, we were talking a little bit about uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson's engagement. Here's uh, here's something interesting. E News spoke with Greg Yuna, who designed the ring for their engagement. Okay. And uh, Pete Davidson called him at the end of May and said, "Look, I need a ring." Here's what I want, blah, blah, blah. And he said, just keep it a secret. Okay. This ring uh, clocks in just over three carats and um, $93,000. Wow. At the end of May. So they weren't even together really a full three weeks really back then. When you know, you know is what I'm saying, right? I guess so. They pay those guys on Saturday Night Live. I have no idea. Okay, that's a lot of money for a ring. Agreed. Whew. Bean. I mean, it is. I mean, everything we've discussed, everything about this relationship seems supersonic. I mean, the fact that he got tattoos, two different Ariana Grande, ta- Ariana Grande tattoos. Ariana Grande. Her. That's right. So early in the relationship, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, he's he's falling and falling hard here, man. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> Pointing. Okay. Does it work on the All right. Got it. Um, You guys, Jada Pinkett uh, Smith hosts a a show on Facebook, and she gets real 
okay. in this show. Um, and on Monday's sex-themed episode of Red Table Talk, she found out that um, her daughter Willow, who's 17, that her introduction to sex was walking in on her and Will mm. boning. And uh, Jada was shocked. She said, when the hell did you walk in on us? Completely shocked. Willow's grandmother also at this table having this discussion. What's happening? Yeah. So she said, it was in Utah or Aspen. And she said, I was going downstairs to get some juice. And I saw for a little moment and I ran away. I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. What did I just see? Well, honey, you just saw Will Smith and Jada Smith moaning. And people would pay good money for that. I get how, that. How old was she at the time? Does it say? Um, It doesn't say. Um, I mean, she was old enough to be getting up, going downstairs and getting her own drink. So she wasn't right. a little kid. Right. Right. Just Which saying. makes it even more terrifying. Yeah. I, it, it scars you. Sure. Because she's, she's old enough to know what was going on. Absolutely. Saying, rather than just being confused by it. And she said she felt like she had overstepped a boundary. Like, I shouldn't be seeing this. So she... Well, that's she, true. Well, absolutely true. But you have to be old enough to not be like, why are they wrestling naked? Which a lot of times you think when you're young. I, sure. I am of the opinion, and tell me if you guys are with me on this, that the last time your parents had sex was when you were conceived, and oh, that's it. They yeah. never whoever's, had sex again after Whoever's that. the youngest in the family. That's absolutely. the, only, that's the that was, only answer. Right. Yeah. And even then, they were like, there was something going on in the house. They were running around naked, and they just ran into each other. It was other. an accident. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like what happened gross. to me with the vacuum cleaner that time when I fell on it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Same sort of thing. Just an accident. Are you going to be able to continue? Nope. Nope. Peen. Come on. No. No. No, indeed. That that took a real just butt turn right there. Come on now. Right. Come on now. You've fallen on vacuum things in your butt. I don't think you understand the reference. Oh. Yeah, because... Oh, I thought it was... Back... No? No, why? Yeah, why? Because why? Because a lot of people say, oh, I fell on the shower nozzle, and then you've got a shower nozzle in your butt. You didn't fall on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. Bean, explain what you meant. What if instead <laughs> we Why? moved on? <laughs> what if we moved on? Are, do you think we're capable of that? Yes. Okay. I think that's where we're headed. It's going to be a shot. Because I really need to get out of here because I'm looking at the door and I just want to make right. sure Mr. Gotti Jr. is not coming in. Watch your right. door. Got a date with your vacuum cleaner. Right. Some birthdays. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, Tim Allen, Steve-O, Kate, Kat Dennings, Rivers Cuomo, and actor Chris Evans. That's what's happening. Hey, Carly, the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all went with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning, we're going to do the topic you walked in on your parents having sex. Uh-oh. That's not going to be good, We're going to ask people to relive one of the worst Correct. days of their lives. Yes. Okay. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, movie star Jeremy Renner will be on the program tomorrow. Mm. Talking about tag. And speaking of movies, we've got your passes to the K-Rock IMAX advanced screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom as well tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.